Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Nutrition by Carmen podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to have you on this Monday morning. And as always, I hope you are moving around, getting your steps in as you listen to this week's episode. And so this week I have a topic for you that I hope will be inspiring in some sort of way. And so the topic this week is all about the scale, that darn scale, and why exactly the scale does not tell the whole story when it comes to your health, fat loss, weight loss, weight gain, fat gain, and everything in between. And I think this will be a really fantastic episode, hopefully for a lot of you out there listening, and maybe it will shed some light on some things that you didn't know about the scale. So as we dive right in here, do you use the scale? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you even own a scale? Um, there is just so much chatter in the health and fitness industry about whether or not the scale should be used. Now, I used to weigh myself quite a bit growing up, and to be very honest, I absolutely hated weighing myself. I never knew if the scale number would go up or if it would go down. And you know, it was always that dreaded moment right before I stepped on the scale, not knowing what that number was going to say. And so when I actually look back now on that experience, it's a little unfortunate because I just remember that no matter what the number said on the scale, it would kind of set the tone for me for the rest of my day. So what I mean by that, if I stepped on the scale and the number had gone down, that was the best day ever. I was so happy, so excited, happy as a clam, excited, yay, I've lost weight, all is amazing in the world, and that would obviously be a great day. But then on the other side of it, there were of course the days I would step on the scale and lo and behold, the number on the scale has gone up. And those days were quite different. I was very doom and gloom, very miserable. I felt like a failure and like all of the things I've worked so hard on weren't working. And it was just really, really a vicious cycle because some weeks the scale number went up, some weeks the scale number stayed the same, and some weeks the scale number went down. So every single week it was sort of this torture thing that I put on myself. And so I think it's really important to sort of chat about all of that with you guys today on this episode. And luckily now, yes, I am at a place where I know the true meaning behind the scale and I am able to not let it, quote unquote, ruin my mood. Um, You know, it's not going to 
wreck the rest of my day if the number doesn't say maybe what I hoped it would say. But I also know that this is not the case for everybody. And so I want to really discuss the scale and why it doesn't tell us the entire story when it comes to health and your goals. And many of my online nutrition clients have struggled with the scale in the past, in their lives growing up. And so this is why I really want to address it because I just don't think the scale is talked about nearly enough. So the first question I have, and you can kind of ask yourself this or just listen in here, should you weigh yourself? So depending on who you ask that question to, you may get a different response. Um, but when it comes to fat loss, progress, and tracking, I personally, as a nutrition coach, think the scale is a good tool to have and to use. Now, people that actually weigh themselves consistently in the same environment and the same setting are actually better at maintaining their weight over a long period of time. And there is research to support that. And that is actually so important to me because that is how I create my programs. I create sustainable approaches to fat loss and nutrition. And so if weighing yourself allows you to be more consistent with your nutrition over time, I think that is a huge positive. Now, I have my nutrition clients weigh themselves once a week. They have their weigh-in day, and they weigh themselves on that same day, every single week, in the same environment, the same conditions. And so this way, I am able to track that number consistently over the duration of their program with me. And I look at that number from week to week to week, and what I look at is the trend over time. Now, that is a keyword, over time, because I know my clients are losing fat if that general trend of that scale number is a downward trend. And when I say trend, I don't mean it is a straight steep line going from top to bottom down. That is not the case, and that is not what sustainable fat loss will look like. It might look sort of like a uh, roller coaster, goes up and down and stays the same and up and down, but overall, the general trend, if you were to draw a ruler, it would be going down. So a few points as well when it comes to fat loss and the scale you will not lose a certain amount of fat every single day or even every single week, no matter how consistent you are with your nutrition and your movement. And now I know this might sound counterintuitive, but no matter how consistent you are with your nutrition, there are so many things that can happen on a daily basis that can cause that scale number to go up. And that can certainly happen when you have had a really fantastic week of dialing in your nutrition and movement. And now these things are things that are not related to gaining fat. 
And so I'm gonna outline some of those here for you. So take a listen and see if this might be something that you have experienced. Maybe one of these things have happened to you when you've stepped on the scale. So here we go. You may have eaten later the night before you stepped on that scale. And that just simply means that you will have had more food in your stomach, AKA more content when you weigh yourself. And when you have more content or more food in your stomach, you're definitely going to weigh more. So if you think about an empty grocery basket, the empty basket is super light, but then you go around the store, you start filling it up, there's more content in there, it gets heavier, but the basket is still the same. So more content, more weight, but not fat gain. The second reason why the scale may have gone up is because you may have done a strength training or weight resistant workout. And yes, that can affect the number on the scale. So after you train your muscles with weight, they have to repair. And so when they're repairing, they are soaking up water in your body as well as your stored carbohydrates, which another name for that is glycogen. So it's glycogen and water that they're soaking up because those are the things required for your muscles to rebuild. And so if something is getting soaked up, think about a sponge when it goes from dry to wet, it gets heavy. Yes, that is going to be heavier. And so again, you will weigh more. But when I say weigh more, that means the number might go up, but you did not put body fat on. And so people get so mad when they've done such a great workout or have had a great week of workouts and then they step on the scale and the number goes up. They think, well, what the heck am I doing wrong? And this can be really tricky because that can be a point in time where people give up, throw in the towel because they don't think it is working. But in that exact moment, that is exactly when you need to just keep doing what you're doing, stick with it, be consistent, because again, over time, the number will come back down. Another reason the scale may go up is because you may have stepped on the scale, but you haven't actually gone to the washroom yet. So this is a situation, again, where there might be more content in your system if you haven't gone pee or you haven't had a bowel movement. And so you might be feeling bloated or constipated. And again, that food or content in your system means a higher scale number. But again, you have not gained body fat. All right, another reason here, and I'm, I'm listing as many as I can because there's just so many different reasons as to why, so I'm going to outline as many as I can here. And so the next one is you may have had a meal that was higher in salt or higher in carbohydrates than normal. So when you eat a meal that is higher in either salt or carbs, your body again, and I probably sound like a broken record right now, but this is true. Your body will store and hold on to more water. 
And so when your body is soaking up water, just think about that sponge. A soaked sponge is much heavier than a dry sponge. And so you did not gain fat from that single meal. Um, your body is just holding on to more water because you had more salt or more carbs than anticipated. And this goes for people that are doing a low carb diet, which I'm hoping nobody out there is doing because carbs are fantastic and you can include them in a healthy lifestyle and diet. But when you do eat carbs, your body actually stores three to four grams of water per carbohydrate gram that you have. And so, you know, if you have a pasta meal or bread, oftentimes you might feel bloated. The bloat is your body holding on to water. So again, you have not gained body fat, you just have more water and content in your system. Now, if you are stressed out and you step on the scale and the number goes up, this could be for a couple of reasons. Number one, your body, again, when you are stressed out, it holds on to water. And you might be thinking, okay, this is getting ridiculous now. Pretty much everything Carmen has said revolves around my body holding on to water. That is true because without water, we will not survive. And so if there is a state of stress, angst or whatever, your body is trying to do whatever it can to hold on to as much water as possible because it doesn't know what's coming next. And so if you are super stressed out and you've kept up with your regular nutrition and your workouts again, it is because your body is holding on to water. It is trying to protect your organs and other vital functions in the body. And so retaining the water does that. And so again, you have not gained body fat. Um, the other instance with stress is that there are stress eaters. And you might be a person that will go through a stressful time in your life and you eat and you eat and you eat and that is your coping mechanism. Now, depending on how much food you are eating and how often, you know, you could step on the scale and that could go up and that may be body fat, depending on, again, how much you've been binging. But for the most part, if you are stressed and you are sticking fairly consistently with your nutrition meals, the number on the scale has is not because you've gained body fat. It is again because of that water retention. Now for all my wonderful ladies listening out there, um, uh, it might be your time of the month. Isn't that a great time of the month for us all? Um, where you're going through your menstrual cycle and you step on the scale and you see a large fluctuation and you think, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Well, let me tell you that it is very common, very, very common to have the scale go up anywhere from around two to six or seven pounds when you are on your period. And again, most of us ladies and myself included can really feel bloated, puffy when it is our time of the month. And that puff, that bloat is our body retaining water while we're on our cycle. 
And so oftentimes I really encourage my nutrition clients to continue on measuring their meals, getting their movement in, but also making sure you're drinking a lot of water. I know it might sound counterintuitive. If you're bloated, should I? why should I keep drinking water? That will actually help bring the bloat down um, over time as well as movement. When you get your body going, you will notice significant um, results in your bloat. So again, if you are on your period, I would maybe just not weigh yourself if that is something you're struggling with because it is very likely it'll go up a range of numbers depending on your body size and your height and all things like that. But again, just know that it was just your period, the cycle, and you have not put on body fat. So again, Stepping on the scale and seeing that number go up, it does not necessarily mean you've gained fat. And it's so unfortunate because I know growing up, um, no one really talked about the scale or knew about the scale. All we kind of knew about was if we stepped on the scale and it went up, that was bad. And if we stepped on the scale and it went down, that was good. But there is just so much more, as you've already heard in this episode, that goes into the scale. And unfortunately, it just was not talked about growing up. I'm not saying in my family or anything, but just in the general health and fitness industry. There was no talk about the scale in depth like I'm talking about it today. And so I want to also just use a really great analogy about the scale to hopefully drive the point home is my water analogy. And so if you stepped on the scale and it said you weighed 100 pounds and then you stepped off the scale and you drank 16 ounces of water and then you step back on the scale, that scale number would then read 101 pounds. Now, did you gain one pound of body fat? Absolutely not, not even a chance. You had 16 ounces of water, 16 ounces equals a pound. And so again, you had one extra pound of content in your system. The scale has no idea that it's water, food, whatever, but it'll say 101 pounds instead of 100 pounds. So that point hopefully makes it really clear as to why the scale isn't the be-all end-all when it comes to fat loss. Okay, and so this transitions so nicely into another thing the scale has no idea about, and that is other markers of progress during your fitness or your health journey. And so my nutrition clients check in with me every single week and I will ask them questions. And typically from week to week, I will ask them, what non-scale victory did you have this week? Because I think it is so important to highlight really positive victories that happen during the week that have absolutely nothing to do with the scale. And so I have some answers I'm going to read out from my clients, and these are their words. I have taken their exact answers and just copied and pasted them here, so I'm going to just read them out. So when I ask some clients, what were some non-scale victories that you had this week? 
Here are the answers. I've just been feeling overall a lot happier, great energy, clear skin, and motivated to keep going. Feeling like my clothes are fitting differently even if the scale is not moving a large amount. Being really organized with meal prep. I can tell that my clothes are fitting better. I had to go tighten my Fitbit strap and my bra strap. I exceeded 30,000 steps. I was so happy with how I handled the dinner out. Usually I overindulge and have bread, an appetizer, dinner, and dessert. This time I just had an entree and it was more than enough and my stomach felt fab afterwards. The entree was veal and maybe half a cup of pasta, which was likely in higher in calories due to the sauce, but I think for me, the win was dialing back than what I would normally have done. I was really proud of myself and not upset at having a slightly higher calorie meal. Being offered a cookie or treat and saying no. Feeling so much more confident in my own skin. Wearing my new bikini at the beach and not feeling extremely self-conscious or insecure. Prioritizing my nutrition when I was sick and making a really healthy and delicious soup. So you see, those are some truly amazing non-scale victories and they are so incredible and so important to acknowledge. The scale would have no idea that someone had to tighten their Fitbit strap or tighten their bra strap, or instead of ordering Uber Eats when they're sick, they instead took the time to make a healthy soup. Or there's no way the scale will know that you have to size down in your clothing or that clothes are fitting better. So these are all super important measures of fat loss progress. And sometimes you might have a week where you know, that scale number stays the same or it goes up. But if your pants are looser that week, if you have more energy than ever, if you're sleeping soundly, aren't those things that you really want to celebrate? I totally want to do that and I want to support that. And I say, you know, forget the scale this week. Look at that. You've just walked 30,000 steps in a single day when you had not even walked 5,000 steps before you started my program. But <laughs> I know all of that is easier said than done. And it is easy, I understand, to let the scale number ruin our day and forget that we made all of this progress. And for me as a nutrition coach, it is so important that I ask my clients about their non-scale victories especially when the scale doesn't say what they want it to say that week, because I really want to emphasize and draw their attention to all the wonderful markers of progress that they have achieved during that week. And typically the response is 
a really great response because they've forgotten about all the incredible things they have done that week because they've been so fixated on that scale number. And having said all that, we have to also remember that losing one pound of body fat a week is fabulous progress. I will have clients that check in and they will have lost one pound or even a little more than a pound of body fat and they are disappointed because they expected it to be more. But if you lose an average of one pound of body fat every single week, which as you know now, you will not lose one pound every single week, but if that trend over time is a downward trend, you can lose 52 pounds in a year. And so I just want to really emphasize that the slower the fat loss, the better, because your body actually gets that chance to adapt to your fat loss. And that's exactly what we want for sustainable long-term success. So if you lose one pound a week or half a pound or whatever it is, that is fabulous progress. And I want you to know that. Now, I do also want to touch on how the scale can make us feel. And if the scale gives you any sort of level of anxiety or if it impress or impacts your mood rather um, or hinders your progress because that number, you know, didn't say what you wanted it to and then you give up altogether. I would strongly suggest taking a break from the scale for a few weeks and really focus solely on your nutrition and your movement habits. So I would focus on just eating really well-balanced meals and getting in your daily 7,500 to 10,000 steps every single day and just focusing on those wonderful behaviors because that is what will get you results. Now, I've been working with a client for a while now, and she has made phenomenal progress. She has lost more than 30 pounds of body fat to date, and she continues to make amazing changes in her life. She is someone as well that started her program with me and had not been exercising at all, not even walking, not even moving. And so now without fail, she hits more than 10,000 steps every single day. Now, recently she was having a week where the scale was upsetting her. She felt kind of down because it had been a while since the number had moved and it wasn't going as fast as she wanted it to. And it was really affecting her mood, her energy, and all of that sort of stuff. And so I suggested that we put the scale away for a few weeks so that she can get back and focus on her meals without having to worry about the scale. So over the weeks that followed, she dialed in all of her meals. She hit her step count. Oh, sorry, I thought I was gonna sneeze there, but I did not. So she dialed in her meals, she hit her step count, and her words, and I'm reading this right out from what she had said, 
She said, putting the scale away felt so good. I didn't miss it at all. And I didn't have any negative thoughts every day about how the scale had gone up or didn't move at all. It was liberating. And so then like, what an amazing response, right? So then I asked my client, okay, so tell me about some non-scale victories then. So she told me that she no longer has any knee pain and actually forgot that she had chronic knee pain before she started her program with me. She also realized her lower back pain is almost completely gone. That was something else that she struggled with. And one of the most incredible non-scale victories is that she told me she is no longer on high blood pressure pills. I mean, if those are not some incredible non-scale victories that we should be celebrating, I don't know what are. And there is no way in heck that this scale would know that she no longer has knee pain, hardly has lower back pain, and is completely off of some high blood pressure pills. So that is a perfect example of why a scale break can be a good idea if it is something that is something that you're struggling with. So again, the scale does not show you the full picture of progress. It is a single tool that can be used with fat loss. It is definitely not the be all and end all, but when you use it consistently, in the same environment, same conditions, every single week, it really can be a fantastic tool and way for you to stay on track. Now, a question that a few people have asked me, do I weigh myself? Yes, so I have a scale. I definitely do not weigh myself every single week like I used to, but the scale is there. I've really tried to make an effort to not check on my scale weight. Um, I've really tried to focus on other things like strength training in the gym, adding more protein to my meals, drinking more water, and um, getting longer sleep. Um, but there's definitely times where I do weigh myself because I just wanna ensure I'm still within my you know, three to five pound range where I feel my best and my healthiest. So yes, I do weigh myself, um, but not every single week. And on that note, I just want to say as well, I've had some clients that will check their scale weight after they've gone on a two week vacation or they've had a late night out with tons of food and alcohol, and the next morning they just hop on the scale just to check. Why would you do that to yourself? I definitely know when I'm not feeling my best, <laughs> and those are usually the times when I'm home from a vacation, or I've been out late, or I've had a huge meal, and I know that from so many of the reasons I've outlined previously in this podcast, the scale number will be higher because of more content in my system. And so for me, there is no point on stepping on that scale to check because I know the number will go up. Instead, I just make sure the first course of action I take 
is a healthy one. And I just continue on that way. So I encourage all of you to do that as well. Don't check the scale weight. If of course, you know, it doesn't make you feel good after a vacation. If you have a really healthy relationship with the scale and can come back from a two week cruise, step on the scale, it's gone up five numbers and you know what that means and you're okay with it, then absolutely weigh yourself. But if you are someone that is struggling with the scale, do not do that because that's just putting so much more stress and pressure on yourself that you really do not need. And okay, last thought here as we wrap up this episode, which I hope has been helpful for you guys. Um, also, if you've been enjoying the Nutrition by Carmen podcast, I would so appreciate if you could leave me a five-star rating and review. It really will help this podcast get out there and grow so hopefully more people are able to listen. Um, but I want to leave you with this thought. So no one actually cares what you weigh. Like, to be completely honest, nobody cares how much you weigh. On my health journey now, I have lost about 40 pounds. That's over a few years. And the only comments I have ever received are, you know, wow, you look so healthy, you're looking so great, um, you look so strong. I have never had anybody say, you look amazing. How much do you weigh? And I really hope none of you have had that either because A, it's nobody's business, but B, nobody cares. And I can tell you right now that in 10 to 15 years, you will not give a shit about how much you weighed on January 16th, 2023. I can promise you that. It will not even be a thought in your mind. And really what you will care about in 10 to 15 years from now is how your relationship with food is, how your energy energy levels are, how your sleep quality is, and how you've built strong, sustainable, healthy habits when it comes to nutrition. And those are the things that will matter long-term that will give you a really wonderful quality of life. And so I hope that all makes sense and that you hold on to those important things instead of that silly little number on the scale. So on that note, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode and hopefully you've learned a few things about what the scale does and does not dictate um, and really why it is not the be all and end all when it comes to fat loss and your progress. Um, and yeah, that is it. I know this was long winded, but I think it's a really important topic to get out there and talk about because as I said at the beginning of this episode, it is not spoken about enough. And so if you are somebody that, you know, gets a little anxious before you step on the scale, just go back and listen to some of the things I said as to why that number may have gone up. And if you are consistent with your nutrition and your movement, I promise you that scale number will trend downward over time. And that's exactly what you want. So I hope again, you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Thank you again for coming with me on this journey. It's been a lot of fun chatting about 
so many topics, got so much more coming for you, and I'm really looking forward to chatting with you on the very next episode. So stay healthy, and we'll chat with you all soon. Thanks, all.